0: Well, babe, you're officially a mom.
1: And you're officially a dad.
0: (laughs) So my wife, Angela, is definitely my favorite blogger and YouTuber extraordinaire. And she's a pretty amazing wife, I must add.
1: And my guess is that a lot of you may have seen my husband, Matt, on TV or in the movies, Wyatt from Timeless, Liam from 90210, anyone? Chicago from Pitch Perfect I mean, he's bringing the sexy.
0: Alright, alright. So if you guys didn't know, Angela and I created a podcast called Hello Bump to chronicle our journey as expecting first-time parents.
1: We really just started it for something for us to look back on, but we ended up really loving our weekly chat.
0: Yeah, so much so that we couldn't stop there. I mean, now is the fun part, right? Now is the payoff for the nine months of pregnancy. Now is where our life begins.
1: We have a brand new beautiful baby girl and we are so in love.
0: And we want you guys to come on this new journey with us of figuring out, frankly, how to raise this little thing.
1: We know it's going to be tough at times, but we also know the rewards are great.
0: We're going to be chatting week to week about the joys and the struggles of learning how to do this parenting thing.
1: I'm pretty sure we're going to mess up a lot.
0: But from every mistake comes a lesson that we can pass on to you. So join us in this wild ride as we undertake our newest challenge, parenthood. Hello, Hello, baby. Hello, baby.
1: You're going to go howdy doody.
0: Howdy doody. Is that a greeting?
1: (laughs) It was a show, wasn't it?
0: The howdy doody show. Yeah. So it's not really a greeting. People don't say like howdy doody.
1: Maybe. Sounds like something they'd say in Minnesota. Any Minnesota folks out there? Fargo. (laughs) Isn't that Nebraska? Fargo, Nebraska? No. Are you sure? Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check you really quickly while you go ahead and finish this intro.
0: What is this, a presidential debate?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Okay. Well, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 27 of Hello... Oh, it's North
1: Dakota. We we're both wrong.
0: I, I, I didn't say it was at a, a specific place. Minnesota. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Anyways. Any <laughs> well, Hooters. Well, any Hooters. Well, welcome back. Episode number 27 of Hello, Baby... Yeah, look, we know we're late on this, okay? Uh, typically, we'll, we we will record any day of the week, typically late during the week in our home studio here, and then we'll edit the episode and get it up by uh, to have it up for you guys on Monday. Well, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we should just talk about some of the reasons that uh, this episode did not go up. On yeah. time this week
1: yeah there's there's a whole laundry list here of reasons. <laughs>
0: there's a laundry list, but uh, yes, uh, one, one of our main lists is we've just had a rough couple of days with the baby. We've mm-hmm. just been worn out mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a little overwhelming. so you know what we had other ideas about what we were gonna talk about this week.
1: Well, we had a, a plan. I have a, a calendar we a that little we calendar. yeah, I have an editorial calendar that we that we follow, and my goal is to film the rec- film. I'm like, you know mindset of youtube but um my goal is to record every episode a week ahead of time but that literally never happens
0: so that being said we shifted gears yep we said eh, let's not talk about that let's not talk about it. let's just talk about the reason that we're late so we're going to talk a little bit about feeling overwhelmed by a new baby.
1: Yep. I kind of feel like we're we're like setting the stage for a sermon right now. A little bit feels like it, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> Not really, because I feel like I don't have anything great really to say. But, oh I uh, do.
1: I feel like I got a lot of wisdom to impart. Oh, okay, perfect. Well yeah. hold on to
0: that wisdom okay. and uh let's get started. Here we go. this episode we want to take a second and thank our sponsors stamps.com like everything nowadays you can you can get everything on demand like the podcast that you're listening to whenever you want it you download it when it's convenient for you and you can do the same thing now with stamps.com which I think is really awesome it's available to you 24 hours a day seven days a week and what it is is that you can basically uh Print out your postage right from your desk. It's real US postage. Any letter, any package. All you gotta do is click, print, mail, and you're done.
1: So convenient.
0: Very, very, <laughs> very convenient.
1: Makes my life easier, especially when I do things like uh, post or uh, ship out things to my followers yeah. or, or send Poshmark stuff. Poshmark or do, you know, send boxes to my mom or whatever. Like,
0: I will say that is something that really bugs me when I put, uh, like some. There's one additional thing, you know, besides like a letter that goes in, um, in an envelope. And oh, I ne- the weight. Yeah, and I never, never know if this is gonna push it over one stamp, and then you yeah. gotta spend a whole other stamp. And I just think it's all, it would be really nice to have exact postage.
1: It's true. It's true. It makes your life a lot easier
0: yeah so right now stamps.com they'll even send you a digital scale where you can weigh your letters and packages you can print the exact amount of postage every time right now if you go to stamps.com and use the code well actually before you do anything you got to go to the, the microphone at the top of the home page and type in hello baby and uh you can actually get a four week trial which includes postage and a digital scale, and that is exclusive for our listeners. That is stamps.com, and then enter Hello Baby. All right. Well, like I mentioned, we're late because it's just been a rough couple of days. I feel like she's been... Well, look, let me just say the reason... That she's been crying just a lot, a lot, a lot. And we really think that she's teething this time.
1: Not just that she's crying, but she's not sleeping.
0: She's not sleeping. I mean, was it two days ago? She had uh, two 10-minute naps during the day.
1: It was yesterday. It was 30 minutes and 10 minutes, and she normally takes three naps.
0: For anyone that does not have a baby... That is not enough sleep well, for a baby during the day.
1: That was not enough sleep is that she was up at 4:30 that morning.
0: So it's just been overall like no sleep. We think she's been teething. And what I don't understand is we we've been saying like, "Oh, she's teething." We've been saying that for like months now because
1: she shows the signs of it.
0: But now we really feel like she really is.
1: Well, now she's like very clearly she's got the little rashes like rashies on her cheek. And um, like her cheeks are red, and she's got the bumps, and she's had a little bit of diarrhea, and she's not just like chewing on everything because she does that all already, but like vehemently—is that the right?
0: Sure, I think so. Adjective? Yeah.
1: Or wait, a- ly is an adverb, right? Um, chewing on everything like to the point of like f- like ferocious, and uh-huh. um, taking her tongue and what what motion would you say that is where she's like she's almost back and forth rubbing it over yeah
0: like pushing her tongue onto her gums or her lips or something
1: and for those of you who didn't know because i just learned this and i feel like i shared this with you earlier but i didn't understand why diarrhea was a sign of teething and it's because of the excess drool the saliva it makes their their um stool loose um so that and then. She doesn't have a fever, but um, she did. We did have the nanny for a, a few hours today, and she said that her head felt warm throughout the day. We've checked her temperature, but my mom said that when your babies um, are running hot, that you can always tell on the very tops of their head. So she just has like all of these signs, and she's not. All of those things are are pretty new for her. Um, they're not. They're not like yeah. the standard.
0: Right, and I know by the way what some people were thinking. Oh, what the nanny? We haven't had the nanny in, in several days we we only have her 3 days a week and over the long week today's we tuesday haven't we her. haven't
1: had her since friday and yeah so honestly the... i would have killed probably would have given my <laughs> i don't know my right foot to have her here yesterday i'm so exhausted so exhausted
0: yeah um so i you know i, I don't know how to really do this episode we don't really have like a great uh structure here
1: that's when people seem like the feedback that i've gotten is that that's when people our (laughs) listeners love it the most is when we don't have a structure and we just kind of shoot the shiitake
0: shoot the shiitake yeah okay yeah
1: i don't cuss for those of you who don't know and it's always it's always matt just like likes to laugh at me the words the colorful words that come out of my mouth
0: i don't i don't I don't. Uh, I don't want you to cuss. No. That's not the. I
1: think it's like an excite, an excitable thing for you that like I start to say something you're like oh oh will she and then I don't and then it's like ah.
0: Yeah, and and it's almost like having a drink too. Will she? Will she?
1: Nope. Look at me, I'm Sandra
0: Dee. <laughs> <laughs> you goody goody two shoes over there. I guess so. Not too good
1: because we had a baby. <sighs> well, we are married. Right. So okay, okay. let's. Let's let's rewind it. Go ahead, do your thing. There you go. <laughs> so this started on Sunday. I would say today is Tuesday. It started on Sunday. I just noticed that she was crank but cranky, 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 not wanting to take a nap. Every time I put her down for a nap, she'd scream, cry, won't picked back up. Only wants to sleep in my arms. And I'm like, what? Something's got to give. This is new because she's a great napper. You know, like. She doesn't nap the longest consistently, but she she will take long naps a couple like, like I would say once every other day. She's she's a good napper. Wouldn't you say that that's accurate? Yeah. And, and then she gets her a couple of ounces of milk, whether I'm nursing or she takes the bottle, and she goes right down and and that's it. And she's like she doesn't cry when she gets laid in her bed. And bedtime's super easy, typically, isn't it? Like, can you even think of a time where she cries when, after you when you put her down?
0: No, she's pretty good.
1: She's an excellent sleeper. Like, we just have never had these problems. So Sunday, this is just all, it just all went downhill. Yeah. And we just started noticing some things. And then yesterday morning, which was Monday morning, 4.30 in the morning, she didn't just cry. She, like, wailed, like, screamed. And it shot me straight out of bed. Because usually I feel like when she cries in the middle of the night, it's a little cry that, like, wakes us up. Would, wouldn't you agree with that? Well,
0: yeah. She's not typically, like, wailing.
1: No, but last night she was is the yeah, point. Right. And when she did it, I my I know my blood pressure had to have skyrocketed. My heart was beating in my ears. I could not calm down. I go in and I'm rocking her at four thirty in the morning and I couldn't stop my body from shaking. It was so bad because I was just so unnerved by the screams. And then I, I get her and granted, at bedtime the night before she drank a quarter of an ounce of milk.
0: That's the other thing that's sort of been stressing us out is that with this, she's not been eating well. She's not been drinking milk well. She's not been eating well. So we're just like, I don't know. We're just which
1: that's another sign of teething. Yeah.
0: And So we know that can't be good. You know, Angela was like a little concerned about dehydration because
1: I've been trying to pay attention to how many wet diapers we have. But a quarter of an ounce of milk—you gotta, you gotta understand. This is an eight-ouncer at night. Like she wants eight ounces at bedtime, and sometimes uh-huh. she's mad when she finishes her bottle. Like yeah. she's just a big eater. So a quarter of an ounce of milk was like, what? So Sunday night she got a quarter of an ounce of milk. An hour later she was screaming in bed. We went in, both of us picked her up. We're like, well, she's gotta be hungry. Like, what was that about? Give her her bottle, drinks another quarter of an ounce of milk. That's a half an ounce of milk for bedtime. Yeah. And wakes up at 4.30 and I'm like, okay, she must be starving. She got a half an ounce of milk. It's been like, how many hours since she's had a meal? I go to nurse her cause I'm shaking, I'm in my s- s- fog and she doesn't even like want my my boob at all. Like she's just not interested. She just wants to be held eyes wide open. And I'm rocking her for a good 35 minutes and finally I'm like I've got to go to bed. Like I've got to go to bed and she will not close her eyes. I don't think you know any of this cuz you were sleeping. Um and then I put her back into her crib and I go back to bed and I watch her on the monitor and she's wide awake. She's not crying. She's totally calm and She laid awake in her crib until 6.30. And finally, but somewhere between 6.30 and 7, she fell asleep. And then 7, my alarm's going off. And I go in to get her. I don't think I ever went back to sleep in that time. Like yesterday, I was a train wreck. Go in and pick her up at 7, and she's totally happy. And it's like, okay, maybe this was just a fluke. (laughs) Nap time rolls around, and we get a 30-minute nap. And I'm just like, okay, something's got to give. So I email our sleep expert and – She's really been working with me the last, what, 48 hours, and we're starting a new schedule, and it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's hard. We're hoping to get her on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, she'll definitely um, be coming on in an upcoming episode, and she's just, she's awesome, like just so awesome. Her name is Alana. Um, Goodnight Sleep Site is is her um, website if you guys want to check it out, but I'm definitely going to have her come on to talk to us. But we implemented starting today a new sleep schedule, which meant bringing up her early her nap to earlier in the morning, bringing up her afternoon nap and dropping the third nap. and then that means also bringing up bedtime. It's a lot of work. Yeah. The problem is is that every time we go to lay her down in the last three days, she cries. What, I mean she will be totally out, totally out. and as soon as she is laid down in the bed, she, I, the eyes pop wide open and she screams and it doesn't matter if I pick her up because as soon as she goes back to sleep, if I put her down, she screams again. So finally yesterday I said, Matt, you got to leave the house. You got to get out of here because hmm. I got to let her cry. I,
0: I've i been feeling just overwhelmed and like with some anxiety and stuff lately too with her. Um, so <laughs> Angela was like, we, we're doing a new thing. We're gonna let her cry, so you just need because I mean, of course it bothers me when my baby's up there crying and um, and so she was like, you just get out and go do something. And so I did and we had to let her cry.
1: it's It's one of those very controversial topics that I'm sure a lot of you guys are gonna be listening to and, and not agree with, but the, the fact of the matter is she's healthy. She doesn't have a fever. She's not hungry. she's got a clean diaper. There's nothing that we could do to make her happy other than me holding her and letting her sleep in my arms. And that's just not an option.
0: Yeah, it's we cannot not a good thing start, to start, it's a
1: horrible thing. And I'm not ever going to be comfortable with co-sleeping. I just, I'm not, it's not a habit that I wanna welcome into our home because I did it as a child and I didn't stop sleeping in with my mom until I was 13 years old. <laughs> And I had to get counseling right. over it <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a kid, and I'm not making this up. So those of you who are co-sleeping proponents, that's fine if that works for you, but I am the product of it, and it it, it messed me up a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Um. So we have had to let her cry it out, mm-hmm. and it's hard, guys. It's not easy. It's very hard.
0: I, I, I think that it also just makes it hard when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. From the get go, I don't think it's ever know? easy. Ever. Well, it's never easy. And I, so that's some of the stuff I kind of wanted to address today. I, we don't really have like the answers because we're sort of right in the thick of it. But I did get on the internet and just to really reassure ourselves and really just get on here and, and, and talk about it with open dialogue, I actually got on the internet and I just, I literally searched. Um, let's see what well, I'm trying to verbatim. I'm not sure, but I put crying baby makes me anxious or something like that. Or or how or, or does crying babies, you know, gives me anxiety or something like that. And I just pulled up all kinds of different articles. I mean, first of all, I think what's important for us to know is that it's not, this is not um, unusual.
1: It's also not permanent.
0: It's also not permanent. I read somewhere, now guys I've read probably six, seven, eight articles A little bit in preparation for this episode, but also just trying to do some research on my own to try to share some knowledge with Angela and and myself uh, to help us. And I did read, there was an article that was talking about, to put this into perspective, um, somebody drew, you know, somebody was having uh, some pretty pretty bad issues with the anxiety. It's really getting to them. And um, a friend of theirs or or a sleep doctor or something drew out a, a pie chart. And said, "This is your life." The the pie chart, and uh, there was a small, very, very, very tiny sliver of red. And they said, "This is where your life is right now. Look how small that sliver is." Uh, and basically, they were just creating a word picture to say, "This is so, 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 so temporary." And in in your in your uh, state of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. By everything that it is so temporary, and don't dwell or try not to dwell, I should say, on the negative impact because this will be over before we even know it, and you know we'll look back and we'll go, oh, we're, we're probably not even going to remember some of this. Mm-hmm. You know that it just feels so overwhelming in the moment. Um, so I thought that was an interesting kind of a word picture. Um, there's several articles here that I pulled up. This one is zero to three dot org, Uh, early connections lasting a lifetime. I guess this is just sort of like a parenting website. Well, the article is titled, how to stay calm when baby won't stop crying. And first of all, the very, one of the very first things is it just says, it's normal to feel stressed when babies cry. Yeah, It's normal to feel stressed when babies cry. I think that's important for me that you know I'm I'm not I'm not a bad. it doesn't make me a bad parent or a bad dad when the baby is is I'm feeling stressed out or I'm I've got anxiety it's not this is a very normal thing um because we've had other people you know saying well that's baby that's babies and yeah definitely babies cry we I think we know that but but that's the logical uh approach to it Mm -hmm. then there's also the emotional approach to it going like we we know babies cry but either way it's it's overwhelming us
1: Mm -hmm. i think that in the midst of all of this the biggest piece of advice that i would have for any of you who are either going through this right now or about to go through this is to have a game plan with your spouse because consistency is so key when it comes to a baby just like rituals, we've talked about it in the past, like bedtime rituals, you know, just routine is everything for a baby, which consistency falls in that category. And if you are one time letting the baby cry it out, and then the next time going in and comforting and soothing and picking up and nursing and whatever, and then the next time crying it out, they don't know what to expect. They don't know, okay, well, if I cry, what am I going to get today? It's like they're playing Russian roulette with with the parents. You know what I mean? Like they need to know that they're going to get the same response every time. So for us, what we do is we, we keep a very close eye on her and that we have our monitor on our iPad. We carry the monitor with us when she's sleeping and we're awake. And when she's crying in those first few minutes, which by the way, when she's going down and she's crying in her crib because she woke up the longest I've actually timed it out the longest that she's cried before she actually self-soothed, is 13 minutes. That's a long time for a baby to cry, no matter what. But it is 13 minutes that she's never A, going to remember, and B, once she gets the the hang of soothing herself, she's not going to have to do it anymore. And I think that that's what reassures me. But you have to be on the same page as your partner, because if you're not it's gonna cause issues between the two of you. Because look how stressed Matt is getting over her crying. Then I'm getting stressed out because I can handle her crying but I can't handle him being upset. And then it's causing friction. And if we don't have the same game plan together, it's one of us is going to give in and we're not gonna follow the plan and it's, gonna, it's just gonna get messy and we're just gonna get irritated with each other and irritated with her. So just be on the same page with each other.
0: Well, I think that I definitely need to do a better job of, and by the way, I mean, this is not just like, oh, just the baby. I mean, I feel like I've, there's other just like you go through seasons of your life where there are stresses and anxiety for reasons and things kind of, you know, come to a head. And uh, and so I it's not just like a, a crying baby, but um, I think I personally need to do a better job of just being so aware that, okay, she's crying. Take a breath. It's okay. She's fine. You know, it's on the same article, it says calming yourself is job number one. You're not gonna be able to do your job as a parent. Um, well I mean first it's sort of empathizing with with you saying like well, it, it's a it's a total normal thing because a crying baby kind of sets off this like fire alarm in your brain and it's nature's way of making sure that we do our job to respond to the baby's needs and take care of them. But then this is talking about, and I guess this is sort of what we're addressing, is but what if you've done all you can do, all that you know how to do? You know, she's not not a wet diaper, she's won't eat, she's not physically hurt, and she's still crying, and that's when it becomes overwhelming, um, and it says the thinking part of your brain shuts down, it affects your ability to be calm and think logically, your reactions can get panicked meaning you feel like you're out of control, you're not thinking clearly. Um, And it also says one big thing, too, is that babies tune into our feelings and our reactions. Mm -hmm. And and I definitely don't want to give that overwhelmed feeling to her. I want to be that constant, calm rock that she can kind of feel and feed off of. Um, Because I know I'm not helping if I let her get me in a place of like agitation in a way. Yeah,
1: she can feel that energy. She can feel that energy. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I, I wanna do all I can to be the rock for her. So it just says calming yourself is job number one. It And it, this one, it, it goes on to kind of say, get yourself calm by several different strategies. One, taking a deep breath, take deep, even breaths. Uh, and, and actually before this, And I don't necessarily know that they go in sequential order, but it says, put your baby down in a safe place like a crib and just take a break. It says, give yourself a few minutes to calm down and just attend to your own needs. You have to like get yourself in line first before you can really be a great parent. So, uh, they use the the example, which is kind of really interesting here. It's like when you're on a plane, the flight attendant tells you to put on your oxygen mask before assisting your child. It's like get your help yourself first. Get yourself good. You know, make sure that you're good and then you can take care of your kid. So, it says make sure you're feeding yourself, you're drinking enough water, shower, get some exercise, call a friend. Like all these things can help you get yourself in order first. Um like I said, deep even breaths, sleep, which <laughs> it's sort of like a Hard thing to do because if the reason you're not sleeping is because the baby, then it's hard to get sleep in order to <laughs> be good for the baby. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a hard one there. Um, remember that your baby loves you, but is having a tough time right now. You know, so it's just saying that the fussiness is no reflection on your baby's feelings for you. And I guess I've never thought about that really, but maybe somewhere down on the inside it addresses something like, okay, this is not how I feel about their life and how they feel about you they actually love you they're just having a tough time with other things right now um so i thought all those were were interesting points um i read another one do you want me do you want me to keep sharing some of this stuff babe or you want you got other stuff to say
1: i mean it's up to you
0: (laughs) it's up to me so this one is on janetlandsbury.com seven reasons to calm down about babies crying I guess this is just saying like here's reasons why you can chill. Um, number one, when we calm ourselves, we're able to listen and respond to the true need. Sort of already said that. Just being a better parent when you can calm yourself down, and that's kind of falls into the same category. You're you're able to be a better listener and responder when uh, when we're calm. Number two it says crying is natural, healthy healing. Crying is allowed. <laughs> So just this one, babies cry. It's okay. It's good. Uh, This is one, number three. Wild animals won't eat our babies. (laughs) I guess that's just sort of saying like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's a little unnerving, but it's all good because your crying baby is not going to alarm some hawk that's going to come take your baby away. So it's okay. There's nothing more than just the baby crying. (laughs) Um, number four passing down our discomfort of course, we don't want to pass down our discomfort um let's see less abuse question mark Those babies crying disappear in a shower um life gets harder in parenting and less into, I'm not really sure I don't really have the time to go and read all that while I'm on the mic here uh number six, calm breeds calm again that goes into what we were saying. Number seven, we bond through gentle, calm listening and observing honesty and acceptance.
1: So I think the thing that we forget a lot is that at her age, she only has two ways to verbally communicate with us.
0: That's the, I yeah, that's another thing that it's I forget. It's crying and laughing. Yep.
1: I mean the sounds that she makes, they're not really anything. Mm-hmm. So she only knows how to communicate in those two ways. Basically
0: through crying. She yeah. knows
1: how to laugh when she's happy, and she knows how to cry when something's bothering her. And it might and there's a very, there's there's different cries that she has. She has a cry that there's no real tears, and that she's just being a little a little stink. Mm-hmm. And then there's real tears. So I mean, she she knows how to communicate with her cries. The other thing is, and this really piggybacks off of that article you read, not the one just now, but the one before that, is that self-care is so necessary. And I can say that because the last two days have been so draining on me that I did just realize this morning I hadn't taken a shower in two days. And that is so unlike me. And I felt so disgusting. And I just, I realized that every waking moment of the day, I was tending to her these last couple of days. And when she was asleep, I was then working and I was up working in bed last night till after midnight and I was just so exhausted. It's just like I completely let myself go, but I can't care for her and, and care for you and love you both well if I'm not doing those things for myself. And so that's just a very big reminder that moms out there who are listening to this, you know, you, you got to you gotta take a moment for yourself. You got to find a way to take a moment for yourself. It's so necessary it's so healthy for you mentally emotionally physically you got to do it yeah. and, and for me that that a lot of times equals me doing a yoga video at, mm-hmm. at home
0: that seems to really help you it
1: helps me so much but it's it's carving out the time to do it like I just right. don't have the time to do it so I'm really trying to find ways to be be healthy physically and just be able to move my body and I just I need that time and I I I can feel it, that my body needs it. So that's so important, moms. I'm preaching to the choir here because I need to hear it myself.
0: You know, one other thing that you had said that I wanted to address um, to kind of just like make this, to normalize it. um, You had mentioned that you know you were shaking because it was the middle of the night for you, but you were like shaking, trying to like take care. But but the reason is because you had probably just woken up. Your heart was probably going. But I read a lot of people you know, because I I had Googled about anxiety, and uh, and a lot of people talking about that. Uh, here's a quote: Every time my baby cries, my blood pressure goes through the roof. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of moms out here, and really most of the articles talk about the moms, not the dads, because uh, really the m- moms are the ones that are having to breastfeed and and all that type of stuff. Um, a lot of people talking about their blood pressure and they start sweating and they start shaking and I mean very very serious kind of reactions to the crying I mean um you know and I guess the big takeaway is that it is that it is temporary and it does go away and there are things you can do and 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 breathing is one of them that you can do right there on the spot slow breathing um here's another one just uh, this is from parents.com by the way now that I'm reading um someone someone's talking about the how they resent their baby sometimes
1: it's a very common thing yeah it's very common
0: yeah i i get it i mean it says uh still i sometimes feel resentful about having to cater to his every need nursing around the clock constant diaper changes and then i feel guilty for having these thoughts yeah. help of course and then so there's you know they, they go on and they respond to her about feeling uh resentment but you know i just want to you haven't even expressed that but i just want to say that all this stuff it is normal and it, and it does pass, and and you're not alone. And yeah, I'm not alone, and all this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot, and it's I I feel it a lot more because of the the lack of help that we have. Um, I think that most normal couples, one or both of the parents, are are out away from the house, the home, working forty plus hours a week, and we're home taking care of her with help 15 hours a week and we're running a business and you're also doing your work and we're doing it from home with a baby and it's a lot it's a huge adjustment but everybody i talk to says that the biggest adjustment is from 0 to 1 kids and then anything beyond that the adjustment is nowhere near as bad as it was that with the <laughs> first one so we're just going through an adjustment phase right now that's where we're at
0: yeah i i think so I, um
1: and i think that you know i have some moments where i just hit my peak level of frustration and it's usually on the days like yesterday where i just didn't get i got 4 hours of sleep le- the night before last and i just have these these moments and these thoughts of am i going through postpartum still like is that possible i don't know cuz you you get into this dark place where like you just feel like you can't take it like you can't you don't know what's wrong with her you don't, or him, your baby, and you just feel like you're completely alone and it doesn't matter if you've got an extra set of hands or not. And you just then start to question yourself and, you know, am I going through postpartum? And, you know, maybe in some cases you are, but then I I check myself and I'm like, no, I'm not. This is normal. This is lack of sleep. I'm exhausted. And she's incredibly needy today. And if I can get some sleep, tomorrow is a new day. And I think that that's just our motto as parents is that, tomorrow is a new day because guess what? Mm-hmm. She woke up this morning and she was happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. And I gave her Motrin last night before bed because I knew yeah. that her teeth were bothering her her gums and she slept like an angel and she took two pretty decent naps today. She did cry having to go down, but then at bedtime tonight, guess what? She didn't cry. She went down without a problem. Yeah.
0: And we gave her some more infant Motrin tonight, hoping that this is really going to help her with her pain. Cause we do, we think she's waking up in, in some pain and, uh, and that, we're hoping that's going to help again, and just give her a good night sleep, and in turn, totally help us feel less overwhelmed and less stressed, and be better parents. And
1: tonight, I'm taking some Advil PM myself because <laughs> I didn't sleep again last night. Because every, I was hearing her cry in my in my sleep, in my dreams. So I woke up basically every hour. But she after, didn't. She wasn't. She didn't cry one it time. Was, th- I unfortunately, it was dreaming it last
0: night. It was you that I were was dreaming it. Your brain wouldn't shut it off. It
1: started at two thirty, and every hour after that, I was checking the monitor last night it was bad so i have to take something tonight and get some sleep because i'm now like past the point of exhaustion (laughs) yeah so anyways your mom's
0: coming in friday so uh that'll be a lot yeah yeah so much help help yeah
1: yeah so anyway then we travel next week so i know we'll see
0: (laughs) well again we just wanted to get out and kind of share some of our experiences (laughs) right now i guess the big just takeaway that you know it's hard for us when we're in it, in the thick of things. But just to step back and talk about it, just kind of again makes me realize that it's all temporary. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's uh, just a season. It's just a season, and it feels sometimes like a very long season, but it's actually not. And we're gonna miss these days, I'm I'm sure somehow somewhere sure. we will miss them.
1: So although this sounds very depressing and negative this episode. It's really not. It's it's an encouragement to you that if you're going through this, if you're feeling this, you're not alone. We all feel it. We all have been there. And I, I heard somebody say, it was an interview with somebody. I feel like it was Justin Timberlake. I'm pretty sure that no matter what your station in life is, no matter if you are like in the upper echelon of like top of the wealthiest of wealthy or you know, like you're the complete opposite of that. The one thing that unites every single person in this world is when they become a parent mm-hmm. because they deal with all the same things. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how much, how many resources you have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're, if you, if you got a colicky baby, you got a colicky baby. And that's all there is to well, it. Well,
0: unless you have a 24 7 nanny, that probably but even would help still, a
1: lot. <laughs> even still, like the, you still have to deal with being a parent. True. Unless you're just completely removing yourself from that role. You know? Th- that's the point. Yeah. And I, th- I I just loved that, that he said that. Because it's so true. Like, it is true. The And some of my friends here in LA who are just totally normal people go to mommy and me play groups and are now friends with like some of like the biggest celebrities because they are...
0: Just there being a mommy.
1: They're a mom just like me. And yeah. just like you listening. Yeah. So just take comfort in the fact that you are not alone. <laughs> we feel your pain. We're all in this but together. But I do want to say, though, that if you are having dark thoughts and, you know, like anything, like get some help too. Like, you know, talk to a friend. Because I feel like that's something that you don't ever need to be embarrassed about. Oh,
0: no. Definitely. I think that's the one of the first things you can do. But there are, uh, uh, let's see, there's a postpartum depression alliance, actually, there's,
1: well, your gynecologist is the first person to go to. They'll they'll definitely step in and get you connected with who you need to be connected with. I just
0: clicked on this link. It's the Postpartum and Depression Alliance of Illinois, specifically. I don't, I don't know why Illinois, but it just came up. But listen, there are, there are, there's a lot of wealth of information. There's um, there's hotlines you can call. I saw hotline numbers. Yeah you know almost like a suicide prevention hotline there yeah. there's depression but get uh, connected hotlines. with people yeah get
1: connected with people in real life who are in the same season and can feel your pain mm-hmm. and you can feel their pain give a little take a little you know that kind of thing and <laughs> also the thing that i was so surprising to me throughout all of this is when i did some research about postpartum is that dads go through it too yeah, postpartum depression is a real thing for fathers. Well, that's as well. why I,
0: I kept finding articles all about the mom, but I was thinking, well, what what about the dad? I mean, for no, a dad, for dad who is or tries to be hands on, you know, there's not a whole lot of information out there for dads. But uh, but uh, I assume it's all the same, you know. It doesn't, if you're a, a dad, I'm sure you can call these things, these hotlines. You can you can talk to other people. You can talk to therapists. You can talk to um, you know all kinds of people. So um, anyway. Bottom line, you're not alone. We're all going through it. And uh,
1: and know. don't be above counseling. I'm the for biggest sure. proponent of counseling. I think it's an amazing thing. No matter what you're going through in life, what, whether you are not even a parent or whatever you've got going on, Like, I think it's the best thing in the entire world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, thanks for tuning in. Again, like Angel said, I hope this wasn't too much of a downer. <laughs> we hope it's uh, more of an encouragement. Yeah. And um, thanks for listening. We just in.
1: wanted to be real and raw, and yeah, let you guys into this part of our life. Yeah.
0: Go over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, rate us, review us. We would love that. Leave a leave a nice comment. Um, you know, or if it's you want to leave a bad comment, just don't do it because <laughs> it's not nice. Uh, follow us. At don't a- have
1: anything. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Who said that?
0: thumper that's right exactly uh at matt lanter at angela lanter instagram and also at hello baby podcast go over yep. there follow us and you know we're posting pictures of mckinley and stuff all the time and family stuff so uh go check that out anyway we love you guys we'll see you next week or episode 28
1: bye guys